Welcome to Just Move Podcast. And today is one of those days where I, Justin, will be interviewing someone special. Today's special guest is Mr. Mike Sims. I've secretly, in the back of my mind, been calling him the Mountain Goat because I see him as the Mountain Guy after having getting to know him a bit more. Welcome, Mike. Thank you for having me in my own flat. In my own flat. Thanks for hosting, Mike the Man. So for all the people yet who don't know who you are, can you give us a brief about who you are? My name's Mike, and I'm by profession a sound engineer. So work in a recording studio, work with bands and voiceover artists and all things like that. And in my spare time, I spend as much time out in nature, sort of doing the opposite to sitting in a room in front of a computer screen and a room that is notoriously blanked out from natural light and just enjoy spending time in the mountain and exploring and spending time in nature moving. Good just man. moving. It's almost like uh, you knew what this was about before we started talking. <laughs> great stuff. So, yeah, that's how I know you, Mike. And um, it's been great to be able to spend some time with you. You are currently studying, learning to be a mountain guide. Is that true? Yes. Well, in, that is one of, the, one of the things that I'm studying. So currently studying to be a, a PT as well. And then um, as soon as that's done, we'll be studying to be a mountain guide. So aspirations of taking people out into Table Mountain or any mountain within the Greater Cape area where I'm currently based and showing people around and introducing them to the wonders that Cape Town has to offer. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, I was going to ask... uh, how is it that you move? And it sounds like time in the mountain is your thing. And there's a lot of wisdom in that, a lot of things that we can't get through in just a simple interview like this. But I can ask you, why is it that you spend so much time on the mountains? What brought you to be doing such things? So I've spent a lot of time trying to actually break this down for myself recently anyway. But... um I think it's it's a matter of just one growing up looking at at the mountain and just seeing it and wanting to explore it and be on it. It hasn't always been a thing, but it's also been, I think it's something that's in my blood because my father, from a young age, uh, fantastic tales of him being 13 and leaving his house in Musenberg and going climbing the mountain and running around for the entire day by himself in the good old days when no one actually cared for what you were doing and then just coming home and not not getting shouted at by my grandmother so that might just be sort of the way she was but it's just exploration of the mountains was something he did and then introduced me to didn't it was never a sort of like hey, we're going up the mountain. It was just sort of a, a fun way to spend time together. And it was just something I fell in love with, spending time on the mountain and exploring. So. Great. When you speak about the mountain, I would assume 
being in Cape Town, you're talking about good old Table Mountain. But is yeah. there, is that what you generally would refer to? Is this sort of area we have, or do you have experience with other mountains? Have you been able to try other routes? So I've yeah generally spent most of my time on Table Mountain because it's ten minutes from where I live. Good plan. And. <laughs> It's yeah, it's right there. But uh, also done some exploring and done trips out to the Cedarburg with family and done some hiking there. Gone hiking in the Drakensberg, not as much as I would have liked, especially in my um, adult life. So that's a goal to go back to and explore. Um, and then recently just done the Otaniqua Trail, so exploring parts of the Garden Route. So it's anywhere that has a nice large rock to climb and I, I just love finding new routes and just seeing different parts of the Cape Mountains. Awesome. That actually reminds me in Japan of the, the Yamabushi. If you've ever seen that, you should check it out. Yes, I think I saw the documentary via you. <laughs> <laughs> you are the it's South like African <laughs> <laughs> Mike in the Ooh. hills there. Mm. <laughs> Awesome stuff. So, again, there's so many things I'd love to get into, but um, just to keep it a bit more focused, if someone, let's say a complete newbie to someone not particularly conditioned in anything physical or someone who with relative conditioning, training history or someone very capable, how would they get into this kind of thing? What is the the way in which you could advise someone to incorporate more of hiking, trekking, running, especially in these kinds of environments, into their life? So I guess it's there are multiple tiers of what I do in the mountain and what people do in the mountain. So some might even say Happy contours. Tears. <laughs> Sad tears. <laughs> Angry um, tears. Yeah, <laughs> there have been some of those. <laughs> um, so th the way I started was with my family. My family would have a their Sunday hiking group. They still do. And it's a, just a group of friends that go out and will do generally on a Sunday an easy or not easy, just a, a walk. It could be we have Newlands Forest here, so it's simple trails could be 5Ks could be less and it's just walking easy walking you don't need you don't need gear you can do it in you can do it in any shoes the better sho better shoes would make life more enjoyable <laughs> but it it's a sort of easy sunday walk with the dog kind of thing and that's how i started and then just progressed from there and then my dad being the adventure of adventurous spirit that he is would there would always be a Every sort of fourth one might be something more scrambly or a, a longer hike. And the, the hiking side, you just progress like anything. Progressive overload and training. You start squatting an empty barbell and eventually you're up at 100 kg after a while. You start with an easy Sunday walk and then you progress into a longer trail. It just depends on your, again, your what you want to do. You could also get, if you're into running and you want to start running more trail, 
same thing. Start on an easy 5K and then start looking for either longer distances, start pushing elevation, or start looking for more technical trail. So it's, it's quite an easy thing. Find a group of people. Don't be that guy that goes out by himself. Taking chances. <laughs> Don't be like some of us <laughs> that we may know in this room. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> um, and just go and find a path and start walking. Just, yeah, walk. That's great. So would you say that your dad still outbeasts you on the trail or have you finally caught up to his level? Um, well, he, 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 he <laughs> Dad, are you listening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Does this affect the free meal on Sundays? <laughs> um, he's amazingly at 65 still Oh wow. still follows me. So he might not he's not we're not always hiking together, but we recently went on an adventure to climb uh, Steenberg Peak. We got the route wrong and there was a bit of semi-technical scrambling and he persevered and found the routes with me and we had a glorious day and a wonderful breakfast on top of the mountain. So he's not not as fast as he was, but he's still still out there, still doing it and still enjoying it. Still adventurous. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's always really inspiring to see someone of any age doing anything like that, but especially someone who is a veteran and can teach you many things still. And considering their age, how much they can still do and how it's all relative. And still finds joy in it. Absolutely. So important. And as we know, like before you know it, you are a teacher of these things. So listening to a bit of your background, it's awesome to hear that you directly got this from your father, showing you how. And it's something you still do together today. It's really a gift. So it's awesome. Um, next question, Mr. Mike, Mountain Goat. If you can, off the top of your head, I want you to tell me one or more, a specific lesson that you think you have learned by spending time on mountains or spending time in a group, being out in nature. Some of it we'll already know and will come out when we hike with you as we should. But if there's anything you think you could pass on that you've learned by doing this, let us know. Um, that's a fantastic question. On the spot. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, didn't get to prep for that one. <laughs> I think it would be the importance of sharing the experience with people. I've spent a lot of time on the mountain by myself. I still do, and I find that incredibly important for myself. Some people might think it's not the wisest thing to do, and I think that as well, but I get a lot of reflection and... I've learned a lot that way, but being able to share with people and spend time with people that are close to you on the mountain, it's you, you grow relationships in a vastly different way than you would 
sitting in a bar or sitting in a coffee shop or just spending time with people in sort of civilized urban environments where your time's limited because generally in the mountain you're out there for three plus hours especially the hikes i drag friends on (laughs) there's no (laughs) such thing as a short walk (laughs) but it's the importance of tribe and sharing sharing the outdoors with other people that's awesome any other lessons there more on the spot don't follow snakes into the bushes <laughs> <laughs> that hissing sound <laughs> run away Make from more it. distance <laughs> also use the zoom function on your camera when trying to take pictures of tars they will start charging at you <laughs> <laughs> this is valuable stuff mike you gotta you should write this down <laughs> awesome yeah i think i can certainly resonate with a lot of what you're saying and tapping into that, being in nature, and it's somewhat similar to traveling that way. You really have to simplify things and rely on yourself more. And then you start to appreciate, I mean, obviously nature, but you know what it means to have natural sounds around you and less white noise and mm-hmm. sort of almost relearning the skills of interacting with other humans. And within the context of nature and in the context of a bit of effort, these things seem to bring out different pieces to people even that you might know that you've never seen before. So, yeah, having spent some time with you out there, it definitely happens. But I can totally see what you mean there. I've experienced that many times, and it's one of the reasons I would advocate it. Um, So... For you or for, because I know that you're quite involved, I know that you're part of the the Mountain Club. Is that what it's called, simply the Mountain Club? Yeah, Mountain Club of South Africa. Are they sort of a lot more involved with sort of sustainability of the trails? Because I would assume, yes, you're part of the club and you get to do cool things, but what else do they do or what do you do as someone who's been involved with them? So from a sustainability side, there's a lot of work that's done in terms of clearing of alien vegetation, vegetation. So a couple of times on the back of Table Mountain, we've gone up and to clear um, Australian blackwood from Dyser Gorge. Those Aussies again. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Love them. Um, so that's probably one of the best afternoons I've spent is running around the back of Table Mountain with a hacksaw and just chopping down trees. It's like now you have license. <laughs> yeah, doing it anyway. someone's letting me do this. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, and from a sort of also from a training and movement perspective, it's you're, you're climbing down gorges and things to get to a tree and climbing over branches and just scrambling. So it's that's a lot of fun. And then another trip we did was into uh, the Yonkersuk Mountains. We climbed the Twins, um, which was a fantastic weekend. Spent the day climbing up very, or what I would call more technical terrain than Table Mountain Trail and sleeping on top of the mountain, which you're normally not allowed to do, but we got special permission from Cape Nature and then spent the next day running around the mountain chopping down pine trees to try and rid 
the Yonkersuk Mountains of alien pines that have been carried up by birds or wind and or sure. seeds carried up by birds. <laughs> it's not robust birds carrying up whole pines, <laughs> slittering. They have their own traditional games yeah. that they can carry the most pines. And it, it, it is, as, as a sort of, my, my grandmother was Scottish, so to be running around and chopping down pines and having a, an affinity for Highland games, this was <laughs> something to the effect of strong man sort of, and tales of old... Another lumberjacks and another things thing like that that's in your blood. Yeah, <laughs> weird old mountain men. <laughs> Start crossing over that line of okay, how much time have you spent up there alone by yourself? You spoke of groups. This was a group. A this was with a group of people, <laughs> <laughs> and they were all doing the same thing. Well, they weren't killed. Yeah, fine, like-minded people. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, for you, or for sort of, I don't know what you could say is the. It's definitely not an industry, but what do you think would be good or what would you like the future of, you know, spending time in the mountain, being on the trails to be? Do you see yourself sort of doing it just because you like to do it? I know that you're going to look into it more from a guiding point of view, but what do you think will be good for the future of spending time in mountain areas? I think that's there's a whole sort of lay a whole bunch of layers to that, but I think one is getting people out of um, sort of nothing wrong with urban environments, but getting people back to nature and back mm. into the wild. So even if that is just there's a lot of research into forest bathing and the effects mm. of green trees around you and just spending time in that sort of environment and I find if I spend a week where I haven't been in the woods Newlands Forest or on the mountain I get very I I start to feel the effects of just being in town and Mm. away from that sort of partially the isolation or the being removed from the city noise and the hustle and bustle, but also just to be in that calming sort of space. So one is that rewilding sort mm. of element of it. Another is just people getting fit in the outdoors. There's so much to offer um, around us, and a lot of people just get lost in their sort of fitness bubbles of training in a sort of perfect environment and mm. not interacting with natural spaces so they're used to doing an exercise in a four by four square or they're just moving their body in a on a on a mat in a studio with air conditioning they're not doing it dynamically in natural space where even running in urban environments you're just going on a perfectly flat road you're not being tested by constantly varied terrains and things. So applying your fitness to what we were as human animals designed to move on. And then education would be another. So, And this is something I'm not hugely versed in but and something I would like to grow in, but mm. learning more about our, our fauna and flora and our 
natural spaces. Yeah, it's interesting having done just the odd hike with you, just your insight into the, the local plants or this weather pattern, things like that. Already that makes such a big difference for someone just to be more aware and how everything is connected. But totally can agree with what you're saying there and how the things in nature will test you, they'll stimulate you in a way that nothing else can really replicate that we make. So yeah, the benefits there, we could definitely look more into that in a future chat as well. I'm definitely curious about finding out more about that from my side and definitely from your side as well. So yeah, awesome. I could chat the whole day, but I guess you'd rather chat more on a hike after fairly copious amounts of coffee. Or before. Or before. <laughs> so thank you, there's, Mike. There's no better cup of coffee than the one on top of a mountain. To a sunrise, even when it's cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time. And we'll definitely speak soon. My pleasure. And that was it for today's interview. Mike Sims, everybody. If you don't know him yet, you will. Or you'll just see this weird light on the mountainside guiding you to better days. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>